Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Another great week for It's The Real. This was better than a great week. Another exceptional week for It's The Real. Hell yeah. What we do this week, Jeff? Well, first of all, we dropped off our single on the internet. Yeah, we dropped it off for the internet. Dave Matthews Band. Hashtag Dave Matthews Bands. Put it on Instagram. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Snapchat. Put whatever it on the, your forehead. Whatever the kids are doing these days. Hashtag Dave Matthews Bands. Write it on a Band-Aid and put it under your eye. That's right. So, so we dropped off bags of payola to anybody that we felt would be able to promote this record. Let's, because, get, this, let's get this record played. You know yeah, what I'm we need to get some spins up. Let's we go. We need to get it in rotation. Let's go. Who do we see this week? We saw Charlemagne the God. Yes. We saw Peter Rosenberg. Yes. We saw Jesus and Marrow. Yes. We saw Fatima B. We did. We saw Miss Info. We dropped one off for Angie Martinez. A lot of people on the, Stone. on the docket. Yeah. Uh, go check Instagram <laughs> at, at It's The Real. You'll see all of our payola up there. Great campaign. I think Charlemagne the God said it was the best one he'd seen in years. Yeah. So, you know. It's big, a great week for us. Big week for It's The Real. Yeah. Dave Matthews Bands, YouTube.com slash It's The Real, SoundCloud.com slash It's The Real. Look for us to make way, some, Yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. But yeah. Anytime that anybody says YouTube.com slash It's The Real, like it sounds like Tim Westwood. Tim Westwood. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. I, we should drag some bags off with him. Yes. We've been recording a lot of fun episodes. We went to the Jeezy listening party here in new york city yes and a sonos experience and uh, it was definitely an experience a lot of people came up to us and said you know what that wayno episode in that episode with young sav and steve-o that they watched on full screen which you guys are going to hear today really moved a lot of people inspirational yeah. stories within this industry gave a lot of people a lot of insight into what really goes on it's exciting for us we got some more on the way sherry bryant yeah who how many interviews has she given ever she gave one interview in like 2007 to Billboard magazine about uh, Jadakiss's marketing plan. <laughs> so, so this is the biggest and best interview she's ever done. Yes, go check out that one that comes out next week. Today on A Waste of Time with It's The Real, we have... Steve Carlos. Yes. Kendall Freeman. Yes. Best of both offices. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Listen, if, if you've seen anything on the internet having to do with... Jay-Z and Nas and and Rick Ross and Jeezy and Jadakiss. Jadakiss. Nipsey Hussle. Uh, Joel Santana. YG. I mean, the the list really does go on and on Pallid. and on. <laughs> it's due to these two guys. Yeah. They are... Well, two, first of all, they're our first friends in the business. They are. We've known them for a long, long time. You may know this drop. Yo, one, two, one, two, one, two. It's P-Tone in the building, Big Ghost. And y'all checking out the best of both offices, y'all. And real quick, Jeff. Can we put this best of both offices drop over a little song we like to call Dave Matthews Bands? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yo, one, two, one, two, one, two. It's P Tone in the building, Big Ghost. And y'all checking out the best of both offices, y'all. Disrespect for money, paper keeps cutting my hands. Counting white faces, I got Dave Matthews Bands. Bands to make a dancing Nancy. Dave Matthews Bands. Shout out to Young Sav, Steve-O, together known as Best of Both Offices. We get into a lot of stuff today. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Look out for that Dave Matthews Band's video. Jeff, when do you want to get into this podcast? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Platinum Flax, a.k.a. Cavities. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Medea Money, a.k.a. Dallur. And 
know, it was, uh, just young Sav, I guess. <laughs> and Steve-O, you know me? <laughs> yeah, this is always sound this is the real. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's happening? Nah, y'all always did those introductions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, like, that was crazy. <laughs> so, before we get into everything, Steve was just asking about the cameras. Yeah, where is the streaming at? We are on fullscreen.com slash it's the real. You can catch all of our episodes on there. Yeah, you can catch our Wayno episode, our Lenny S episode, Angie, Charlemagne, Dave East, a whole lot of everybody. whole lot of people. Ooh, yeah, who yeah, Sean. Look at I us. Like that. I heard the Lenny S uh, um podcast. Yeah. I like that one. I want to yeah. get to the Wayno podcast. I'm saying I'm listening yeah. to that tonight. You guys, you sure. guys would love that. And you for can sure. watch it at fullscreen.com. And by the way, you get a first you get the first free month. Yeah. Like, yeah. First, first month, month free. free. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wait, wait, wait you charge? Uh, we, we don't charge. Do not charge. <laughs> Full screen. What's going on, B? I know. Yeah, we've made it. We've made it a, to a certain level in this world. Oh, yes. Yo, Residuals. Sav and Stevo are our first friends in this business. Nice. Nine years ago, something like that. Yeah. Might have been longer Somewhere than that. Man. Ten years ago. Oh, might have been a ten piece now. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> might have been. I think we get sweatpants now. We <laughs> knew you guys when it was best of one office. Like, like you guys were working out of a closet with no windows. Yep. Over at eight twenty five Worldwide Plaza. Right. It was best of both offices, but you guys worked in the same one. It wasn't really like desks. It was like a table. You guys yeah, had like yeah. it was grim. The struggle sound system. Yeah, you guys yeah, were like, lights were off. Yeah, UPS machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, the UPS machine. With mad vinyl wow. on the ground. And everybody used to have to come in our office. Come in our office to 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 print uh, tags and shit. That shit was crazy. But it wasn't just you guys. You guys had like. Like Mozzie and you had um, like just different yeah. people stopping Alex. by to Alex trap out of your guys. Shout out to Tim yeah. Glover. Tim yeah. Glover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was real over there. It really was. Yo, but wait up. Before we get into that, can I give you guys the gift that I have for y'all? Please. Oh, yeah. All right. Please. All right. So I'm in. I'm walking in Atlantic and I'm headed to, to come here and they told me to bring this to you. Do y'all know what it is? No. No. Y'all going to be surprised? Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> Whatever uh, it is, I'm going to be very surprised. What's this about? Hey! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout to Ashley and Jason. They gave me these. They said, "Bring these up to this. Will be a good you laugh for own, you guys." Yeah. Our own Jews for Jesus pieces mm-hmm. back to us. So do we right. have to bring this back to Atlantic and return? I have to bring it back. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> they made sure, but I mean, just for the people that's listening. Yeah. These are good wood pieces with Yo. you guys' Ooh. faces on it. Yeah. Throw we had backs, a music video. Throw backs, <laughs> we did that three years ago. Uh, Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Jews for Jesus piece. Go check that video out more music soon we'll tell you guys about that nice. uh, afterwards yeah the juice for jesus pieces a little quick so, gift yeah. so <laughs> how did you guys link up in the first place okay i mean i guess i, I guess i could start that so the way i met uh steve-o was um i forgot what year it was it was like oh four it, it might have been like uh, well <laughs> well the way i remember is with at dev jam you remember something different when yeah, I remember I the Def Jam. It was a Def Jam, right? So basically, and it might have been oh four, oh five. It was the year that Def Jam was transforming, and uh, they were starting a new regime that included L.A. Reid and included Jay Z. So when they did that, um, you know, they were hiring new executives, and with them in hiring new executives, you know, a guy that I worked for at the time, whose name was Theo Brown. Uh, he worked at TVT Records. Shout to Theo too. He's at Atlantic Records now. But um, Theo Brown, I was working with Theo Brown at TVT Records. Doing what? Interning. Basically, I was just doing whatever. One day, I, I called the man. I was like, "Yo, I wanna, I wanna get in the game." That's the only person I knew that was in the music industry. And I was like, "Yo, Theo, I wanna, I wanna get in." And he was like, "Yo, 
all right, cool. You know what I mean? You seem cool. Let's you can get started. I was like, all right. So when you want me to come back, he's like, start right now. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I knew if I said no, then it was that was a, be a bad start to my career. <laughs> so I just was like, started there, and I was there with him, with him for like six months. But Theo had, um, you know, Theo was killing. You know what I'm saying? He, um, you know, he had a lot of interest. A lot of people were reaching out to him, and you know, they had called him over to Def Jam to to do to be a executive. And when he did that. You know, um, he kind of like assembled a team, you know what I mean? And, and you know, of course he was like, you know, um, if you if I wanted to come over there, I could. You know, at the, it, that was Def Jam Records. I was like, why am I going to say no? And I, I still haven't had my weight up in, in what I was doing at TVT Records for them to just let me be, stay and there. Who were you leaving behind at TVT? Was that? It like, was Little John was yeah, there. It was right. TJ Moses. Pitbull. Pitbull was there. But Pitbull wasn't. The pit bull he is now, right? Like, yeah, he's, so he's, ex- ex- he's expanded on another level, whatever. It's crazy. And you know, how many suits did he have back then? <laughs> he didn't have no suits. He had no suits. So then, you know, I decided to come over, but you know, Theo said we, I was st- we were still gonna be on some intern and shit. So I was like, fuck it, you know, it's a, come to the, the the mecca hip hop, which is Def Jam. And then, you know, within that, within that, uh, within him bringing in his little team, it was me. And none of us knew each other really. It was me. It was Steve O. It was Spliff. You know Spliff? Don't know Spliff. I don't know Spliff. Spliff, it was Spliff from um. He's had a college company. Got music. Yep. He uh, made the single ish hats at one yeah, point. He oh, oh, yeah, hats. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it was his homie Blue Steel. Shout to Blue Steel. And it was a, a girl by the name of Sarah Almanawi. Which, which became his assistant, and none of you guys know each other. We didn't know each it's other. Like state property, like coming. Nah, it's crazy. More like one so we, so we get there that day, that first day that everybody you know comes into the office, and like you know we all like Sarah, you know Sarah, she had she was she was like became Theo's assistant, so she was like kind of like in another area. Then she was next to his office, and then it was this one office that was like considered the college office. And they threw all of us in there. Like, I mean, I'm talking like a four or five piece of people in there. <laughs> Me, Steve, Blue Steel, Spiff, and all that. And I'm just like, damn. I mean, like, this is how this internship going to start. <laughs> I was like, this shit ain't going to start. So then when I got there, you know, I started talking to Steve. And, you know, we had a lot of the same likes and stuff like that. And, you know, he told me he came from Star Trek and you know, everything was going. Everything was going good. So I was like... um, I was like, yo, this shit is crazy, bro. I was like, we can't start like this. So I was just surveying the <laughs> land of Def Jam on the same floor, and I, I came past this room that was like a closet. And I was like, hold on, man. I was like, it was a it was a UPS machine in there, and I came to Steve. I was like, yo, if we clean this shit out, we could just move in here. Nobody got to tell us we don't move in there. We just move in there. We'll figure it out from there. And that's just how I came to miss Steve. Yeah. I like I, his story is exactly right. The thing is, right before I had got to Dev Jam, I had like, got let go from Star Trek. What were you doing over there? Or why'd you I let was, go? I was just like, a, I was, I was, I didn't know what it was. I was from New Jersey. I didn't know nobody. I was just hustling. Yeah. And hustling and hustling. I was just up in there. And um, this is right when uh, Arista had just folded. Yep. And Star Trek was on the Arista and they went to Interscope. And I was at Interscope for a while. But when I was over there for a little bit, just running around doing different things and uh, it just I was hustling so much. They were like, "Yo, bro, you're doing too much, bro. <laughs> like, you gotta like, you gotta like be in line." I was like, "Man, you know, they's like, look, we obviously see it's like it's too ambitious. Like, you're too ambitious for like this little office assistant. You're internship. too ambitious. 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm giving like, the political. Like, yeah, like, you were just like yelling at Pharrell all day, just being like. <laughs> Pharrell was never there. So what happened was. Who were you doing? Cypher Sounds? It was Cypher Sounds. It was Cypher Sounds. It was Nicole Planton. It was Yanley Artley. It was Rob yeah. Walker. Rob it Walker? was Donna Grin. Donna Grin, what's um, up? There was a kid named Sean. I was my boyfriend way back in the day. And that was kind of like the Star Trek crew, but I was in there every day. You know, everybody was starting to move on and trying to figure it out. And I was over there just hustling every day, answering all the phones. Back then, I used to talk to Pusha T like every Wednesday, we go over SoundScan. Like 9.30 in the morning. So I had to be there every day at 9.30 in the morning. I leave at 10 o'clock at night. But anyway, I just got too ambitious for what I was doing. They were like, hey, bro. You are a little bit Annoying. too ambitious <laughs> yeah. for what this is, but we may have an opportunity for you. And I was like, well, what's the opportunity? He's like, well, the opportunity is, well, if, you know, Pharrell is transitioning assistance and at that time, would you be interested? I was like, man, that would be a great, matter of fact, that might be a great opportunity for me. <laughs> but then I thought about it and I was like, man, fuck it. So I just kept, I kept hustling. He was like, listen, man, can't do this. And if you're not going to do this, then you can't do this either. But we love you. You'll always be family, but you're fired. <laughs> and I remember I was so heartbroken by it. I was like, man, fuck it. I was like, it's cool. I, I just move on. And then um, I met with Cypher Sounds. And Cypher was like, nah, bro, I like what you're doing. You're super cool. Like He's like, come come work with me or whatever. Me and Donna are doing our thing together. We'll figure that out. And I was like, cool. And then when I got to... When I got to Cypher, I started going to Cypher, Jamal Landlord. Man, you know, that's my Jamal. man. Yeah. So I was over there for a little while hustling. And then... One day, you know, they because Cypher was so like integral in like the Little John movement, he was always talking to TVT. So what ended up happening was one day I was on the phones calling everybody, being extra like I always was, <laughs> and I called and I was like, "Yo, I need to speak to like uh, I forget what the, it was either Theo Brown or someone. I just asked to speak to someone. I remember Sav picked up the phone. He's like, "Yo, this is Young Sav." I was like, "Young Sav, was like, right, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> so I banged the phone. Long story short, I went to Cypher. I was like, "They was like, yo, pick up my plaques because they were giving out these Little John Platinum plaques." He's yeah. like, I "Need you to get my plaque from TVT." I was like, "All right, cool," but I was like. I'm going to go over there. But I was nervous. I was like, you know what? Let me learn my lesson. Because if I go over and I start hustling it up, <laughs> they might find out and I might be in trouble. So then from there, I was like, young Sal. I was like, I just remember that name. Because I used to have this notebook that I would just write down. Anybody who I met or anybody who Message. I came in contact with or anybody that i read in a book i would just write their names down yeah and all right young sav tvt you feel me so then one day um that's a nice gem so then one day is that like when like richard nixon would write down names they were all of his enemies <laughs> just know who he would hate yeah. so that's right i, I hope not <laughs> so he was like um i used to just write down the names or whatever and i one day i said to Sife, i said yo who's theo brown and he's like, oh, it's my boy over at TVT. And I was like, well, who's Young Sav? He's like, oh, it's my man over there, too. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then he was like, um, you know, Theo's about to go to Def Jam. That might be, like, a cool opportunity. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and then he's like, yo, he called Theo for me and sent me with me. Then he, when he sent me with me, I just emailed Theo myself on the back end. Like, yo, bro. <laughs> da, 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 da. I Googled his name, found it somehow. Well, Hold on was, one second. Just got, let's wait for the, uh, the vacuum. What they vacuuming, bro? Though. Was that why they vacuuming? Yeah. It's the one person who does his job in this building. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the one person there? that yeah. does his job. Shout out to Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Willie. <laughs> yeah, that boy Willie out there vacuuming. Yeah. Yeah. No, he really is the only... I, I went to go get breakfast this morning. I opened up the elevator, and there's a ladder, and Willie's in on it, changing the light bulb. I was like, all right. Yeah. last person I expected, but boy, all right. Willie working. <laughs> yeah. Not our doorman, though. <laughs>
right, so you're talking about Theo Brown. Oh, so yeah. So gives you Theo Brown. So Syph is like, yeah, my man Theo Brown. He's like, but, you know, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to set up a meeting. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, shoot, man, I'm going to go to Def Jam, the biggest slave in the world. And I remember when I used to work at Star Trek, I used to... Uh, they had an artist named Fam Lay sign there, and I used to always have to deal with Sam Crespo. So I used to always have to transport vinyl back and forth to the office, and I used to always go through the gold doors at uh, Worldwide Plaza, go up. I'm like, damn, this is this is so high in the sky. Like, this is crazy. This is Def Jam. But anyway, I was just like, um, this would be a good thing. And I went home and I fantasized about it. This had to be, I'll be honest, it was like August of like 2004. Yeah. And, um... I'm like, man, I was like, Sife, I was like, Sife, you gonna hook me up with him? He was like, yeah. But then Sife never hooked me up with him. <laughs> so I got super thirsty and I was going, there was like websites, the website called like All Access and they had like everybody's contact on it. So I Googled Theo Brown. That. I don't even know if Google was like cracking like that, but it was like, whatever it was, I searched it, found Alta Theo. Vista, you know. <laughs> yeah, I found Theo's, I found Theo's email and I emailed him out the blue right before he went to Def Jam. I said, yo, bro, I need a um a meeting with you. He's like, all right. He's like, I'm leaving my 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 office, but I'm going I'm to holler at you later. But I gave him my information in the email, and then he texted me, and then we was cool. And I was like, damn. I waited like a month. He never hollered back. And then he called me one day when he had just got his new office in Dev Jam. He's like, yo, come here today and talk to me or whatnot. I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> so I left my house, jumped on the chair. I had no money. I, was, I had no money. Mm. And I went there. And I remember when I went there, I was like, yo, all right, I'm here, B. I'm in Dev Jam. I went on the couch, and then I walked in the office, and I met him. He's like, yo, my name Young Sal. I was like, yo, you better be on the phone with you. You're in the notebook. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't remember that, but I remember that. I was like, all right, bet. So <laughs> then we was just clicking at that because it was really like when we first started, it was just me and him together first, and then Theo kind of integrated us two with the rest of the team so yeah. what was radio promotions like back then i don't even know if it was radio promotions it or was really promotion i don't even want to say it was i mean now when i look back it was street promotions mm -hmm. but it was really like theo helmed all of promotions it was street promotions mm -hmm. mix show radio promotions it was like regionals it was like he had like access to like Anything that was, he basically was replacing Rob Love mm -hmm. at the time. Remember, legendary Rob Love was yeah. king of Dev Jam street teams and all of that. Like, he, he inherited that. Mm -hmm. And so, who were the DJs that you guys are dealing with, like, most at that time? Man, at that time, like, because I remember, like, starting just back at, at TVT, you know, when I when I started interning with, with um, Theo, he gave me this list of DJs. I'm talking it was like a list. It was like 25 pages, 30 pages <laughs> of DJs. And, you know, he started me off with like, yo, holla at these dudes, which was like a couple of guys because it, it was brand new to us. So we didn't know. He was just telling us, get on the phone, talk to them about this record, that record, see if you could get them to play it, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, um, you know, let's let's start you guys. He's like, you know, let's start you guys in the smaller markets, for instance, first, and then we work your ways up. So, I mean, back then, I mean... We weren't talking to the, I mean, we were ambitious enough to do so, and it, it, it would come 
not that far down the line from when we first got that list, but we weren't talking to like the enoughs and the the clues at that time or the flexes or whatever or envies or whatever. And we were like pretty much talking to like you know DJs and and smaller markets just to get acclimated with with what it was doing radio promotions and doing mix show and stuff. So you like guys that. are just a voice on the phone from New York. Yep, a voice on the phone from New York, and we were just like like I said, we got that list, and Steve took half of it, I took the other half, and <laughs> I was just we were just like we first before that we cleaned out the office, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and we found like two the smallest tables we could find and. We try to, we, yo, you know what's crazy too? We had we had divvied that room up so many times. It was like it was no. a it was like a time where we would sit next to each other, like right here. Then we Steve st- stayed over here. I got right here in the corner. Like it was like many ways just so we could we, we could we could like Function. switch it switch it yeah. up a little bit just because it nah, was that was crazy. It, it was, was like just a like, couch. It was like yeah. a table with like three computers. We made it the like best. We big, made it the best we could. We really made crazy. it the best we could. It really was like a no. It was a UPS closet. And yeah. So the first time we met you guys, we had we had our meeting or whatever. We talked to you about what you guys were doing, what we were doing. I think we like wanted to interview you as part of like what it's the real was gonna be, right? Yeah. And then you were like, when we were leaving, you're like, whoa, whoa, you guys want some t-shirts? And we're like, oh, yeah, like, sure, yeah, of course, yeah, this is yeah, dope. Yeah. And you gave us size like three three XL. <laughs> yeah. Shauna, like promotional yeah, Shauna. t-shirts. Wow. <laughs> what was the name of that that project? Uh, uh, lock music, lock music? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you, you With the know, orange and black. Yeah. yeah but you, <laughs> but you know what was crazy about that room, and which made it say that it was everything that happened was meant to be. It was like it was a UPS machine in there, and but but it was nothing else in there but a UPS machine, a bunch of boxes, and it was two phones. So that's that that's when it, that's when it was like, yo, this your phone, this it's my, my phone. phone, and then like, <laughs> took that's it. when that's when we just took it. We just went and got tables, and we just made it happen. We from found tape. We got cool with the 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 mail furniture, the mail room and furniture guys. Yeah, it's like, yo, B, get us a get us a table from one of these offices, and he went and gives. He's like, you know what? We just started going to other offices and raiding furniture and pulling. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, how are we gonna make this little office work? Because everybody was on top of each other, mm-hmm. either in Theo's office. Or in the street team office. Because it was like, it was bad because when we used to come in the mornings, when we was just fresh. By the way, at this time, Jay-Z was just named president of Def Jam. Yep, yep. So we were like, man, this is crazy. We were like, we were like worlds apart from the rest of the company. It was just us and this little like sanctioned team and then the whole rest of the company. And it was just like, it was just, it was so crazy. I mean, we used to come in every morning because we had no keys to our offices because they weren't our offices. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. So yep, Theo would yep. be like, yo, I need to be here by like 9, 30, 10 o'clock every day. And we come and we'd have to sit out on these on these on these on these on these couches Real talk. in front of Theo's office and we might and wait. He, he tell us come nine forty five. We'd be early on time. All of us. It'd be all five of us sitting on this couch and he might not come until like eleven. Yeah. yeah Every day for real. like four months. And then we was like, you and know then we what? used to hound Sarah like, Sarah, are you coming in? Like, like it'd be like nine a.m. We like, Sarah, are you coming in? Because Sarah had the keys. Yeah, she yeah. was she was his assistant, so we was just and this on is her not, back. Like, this is not iPhones. This was like, oh no, yeah. no, this is black. This, this is Blackberry. This is, black this is like yeah. the Blackberry with the two tone. Oh. Yeah. It, was, oh. it wasn't even colored. It with the scroll on the yeah. side. Yeah. yeah, it was that era. Oh. So we yeah. was doing that, and it, it was like I remember Sarah was like, I can't. Take this anymore? <laughs> he was like, "Yo," I was like, "Yo," they got that office over there, yo. He was like, I- "I'm gonna get it." And then it, after we got the office, we started sitting in there. Then they had the keys, and then we started stealing the keys. <laughs> then we made copies of our own keys. We got yep. keys from the maintenance. Yep. And then we start waiting for him in the morning. And then he, 
he had he he was like mad, but he was like, I can't even front. Like these He's going hard. Like, they go hard for everything. They going hard. They so going obviously hard. you guys were away from everyone else, but who were some of the people that you guys would like just hang out at their offices and just sort of like you know peep game and we didn't really nobody. hang out at we nobody. didn't really with this I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you we didn't really hang out at nobody's office because yeah, i mean we were just so nobody brand new you. in the game yeah. you know what i mean but with that being said over six months seven months of time real talk our office kind of got live yeah. like people would come in there How? you know what i'm saying <laughs> no just <laughs> you know like they would come in and just like check on us to see what's going on and you know we started creating relationships in the building so we started to know people and they would like come down and just talk to us and you know get ideas from us and you know just try to try to bring us in on on different things that was going on in the building but like if you want to know like who was like sitting around us like um Pecos was right, like maybe like a door or two down. But he came after. Yeah, like, he came we, a little bit after. We were even there before Pecos even got there. Yeah, and then it was like um, um, Frank Johnson. <laughs> My man Frank. He was like, <laughs> he sat right across from us. You know what I'm saying? But he was like kind of like, he was kind of like the guy that would, that do, that, that led Mick's show. And then it was like, of course, I, you never could forget Crystal She Crystal Isaacs. Yeah, yeah. It's a lady that gave me and Steve a lot of opportunities. She, you know, I I would have to say she's even a, a big part of the reason why we here where we at now today because mm -hmm. she just like, you know, she just like gave us those opportunities that nobody would give us. And that's before she was matching. Like, nobody yeah. would give nobody. us. Nobody. She would invite us there. to shit that we wasn't supposed to be at. <laughs> And nah, when we was, was and, and when we was there <laughs> and when we was there, she's just like, nah, they supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? And and I just looked at her like even to this day, I just look at her different, like, like, yo, you you you're a large part of, of, of our success and, and, and you done you've done too much for us. You know what I mean? We used to it's to the point where we, we called her mom Deuce. And that's we still I still to this day, like when I text her, I check on her and just see what's going on, I call her Mom Duke. Mom yeah. Dukes, what's up? She's like our mom Dukes in the industry. <laughs> what, yeah. what 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 records were you guys really pushing back then? Damn. Now the first record we started like what one? <laughs> Bobby one. V slow down. We was doing Neo. Uh -huh. Neo Stay With Me was one of the first records we helped break Neo record. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if y'all remember it was this kid from the Baltimore area. Oh. Um Jiggle Young Leak. Young Leak. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a great record. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was his only record, but it was a great one. Yeah. Yep, and then remember K Swift brought him. Yep, K Swift, God bless, God bless her. She passed away. Um, it was so many, man. It's, it was so many, but that's that's where we started. The one I can remember mainly is like the Neo record, and like when Neo was was Neo wasn't Neo today. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like did, he was just starting. Did those artists recognize what you guys were doing for them, or you were just another part of the machine? Um, I would say I as know. the years went on, you know what I mean, because um. Because, like, it started off, like, you know, we were just some guys in the closet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then as, you know, when you do rollout plans and the promotions department put together different things, you got to kind of interact with the artists at some point. So it was either me and Steve going on a roll with them or it was either um, us getting doing phoners with them. And, you know, that was one of the main things that I think helped us was, you know, having relationships with the artists. You know, what I mean, I think that was uh, very important because, you know, um, you know, they were they were the ones too that helped spread our names. 
You know what I mean? They helped. They helped. They were in those major conversations where they was like, well, why don't you just let Sav do it? Or why don't you just let Steve-O do it? You know what I mean? And that kind of filtered our names up to officers we ain't, they never heard our names at. But we were in the building. But you got to remember this era too. Like, you got to remember Def Jam, not just of its historical value, but at the time, like, the hottest rapper just became the president. So you have celebrity people running the company you got celebrity executives you got these mm-hmm. high-end artists like mm-hmm. there's a whole nother era of things going on you got people like me and kendall coming to the building and it's just us we looking at all we got is each other we back to back looking out like how are we going to rise above these superstar a and r guys that have millions and millions of records under their belt how are we going to rise above these superstar promo guys and these superstar marketing guys in this CEO named L.A. Reid and Jay-Z and the Jay-Z faction and the Tatas. And (laughs) there's like, we almost, at that time, we were in that closet, but we literally bounced off the wall every day trying to find new ways just to be above the fray. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I think Mm -hmm. our energy in doing that, even with these little records we're doing, like even down to the little DJ list that we were like snatching and stealing and clawing (laughs) and sharing and 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 compiling on our back end by ourselves it was like that all that stuff we were using as an apparatus to when we got with the artist to be like hey man look i know you you mess with him for that and he's great at that but we do this mm-hmm. so since we do this we're gonna do this at the highest level possible for you because i know you already got pet guys i know you talk to theo i know you talk to benny Pugh. i know you talk to jay brown but we we gonna get out here and we gonna get busy and like i remember like one of the first first artists that kind of gave us that love from the beginning because we like he came in on the same thing we was on was joel santana real talk he came in with a white label right in the midst of him and cam having their like their label differences yep and with the whole rockefeller breakup and when all that was going on like he didn't even care he's like look man i'm putting out my first album and i need to go and he just came in with a yeah. box of vinyl and Garnet Reed and was like, look, I like y'all. I don't know nobody <laughs> in this building. I can't trust nobody. <laughs> but yeah, let's get on the road. And I just need y'all to ship these records out because y'all got the UPS machine. Yeah. I'll pay for the vinyl. Yeah. You ship out the joint. We like, we ship it out. We ship it out. And then when we got the contacts from the from the UPS labels, we was writing them down and taking mm-hmm. the mailing addresses. And we started calling people for him. And that's kind of like how we really... Once we got with him, and then he had like major, major success. What are like, we talking about? Mike yeah. Check? It was uh, Mike, Mike Check, Clockwork. Clockwork. It, it was a mixtape back like Cook Crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, all yeah. that. I remember Green was doing the mixtapes yeah, for him. Yeah. It was like he was really, he was heating up, but he was still like, he was just running around with Lil Wayne. And we was really like mm-hmm. trying to like, we attached ourselves to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what like kicked the door open. So when we got to the Neos and the, right. the Young Guns and the and the Bobby V's and the Marie's and the Ludacris's and the Jeezy's and the Ross's, like it started from that guy. And then and then also what we did, a major part of, of, of us doing all this was we came up with an idea. We knew how important the brand was, but we also knew how important it was to market ourselves. So we was like, yo, we at the biggest label in the game. This is the house that Russell built. You know, we gotta figure out figure out a way to put our names next to this, and you know, and 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 get some steam from it. So we just started thinking of mad creative ways of not only how to pr- promote our artists. 
but to also promote ourselves. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you know, we came up with an idea to 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 make, create make these stickers that said Young Sav and Steve O. And and basically what we did was at that time, you know, vinyl was so big. Like, you know what I'm saying? Vinyl it was no MP3s. It was no none of that or whatever the case may be. So I was so we, so we was like, yo, let's make these stickers. And then since we talking to all the DJs just to make, you know, make sure they know us more, what we're going to do is is on all the cut on all the sleeves of all the records, we're going to put our sticker on it. Right. So every time that we were met and on top of that, on the on the mailing, on the mailing thing, we're going to put a sticker on that as well, too. So it's going through the mail person's hand that's seeing our name. <laughs> then when they're popping it open, when the DJ's popping it open and they're getting the records, it's on the sleeve. So they like damn. Even if we ain't talk to the person, we might get a we yeah. might like Theo or Peck might have been like, yo, mail these records to this person. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> we put we put our we put our stickers on, on the on the sleeves or whatever. And it'll go out to all these DJs. So when they open, they like, who the fuck? Is Sab and Steve O, and then not only that is when they're in the clubs, they're going through all this the vinyl, and our names just keep, you know what I mean? It, it was just a marketing thing, and we was just like, yo, as we started getting those stickers out more, you know more what I mean? Started rec- cause they started calling back, and he was like. Who the hell is Young Savage, Steve O? Yeah. What is that? Real talk. Like, what is that? Is that, is that like a new group that y'all signed to <laughs> yeah. the label? Yeah. But we was like, we used to look at each other like, yeah, this shit working, it's working. But everybody else kind of like. Everybody else, I think when they, like when the other executives heard that or, or people called them back and told them that, they were like, that's weird. <laughs> what are y'all trying to do? But at the same time, they were like, you know, I'm going to let y'all hustle. Yep. And we was like, oh, tch, you give me an inch, I'm going to take a yard. Right. <laughs> and we just and we were just like, yo, fuck it. Let's take it to the next level. Like we had, we had ordered all these things. We were just putting our money together, just doing stuff out like, like out of yeah. our pocket. And we were just like, yo. And at that time, like, you know what I'm saying? I used to ride a lot of cabs. Like every day, I would get in the cab and go and go home and stuff like that. And I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start putting these. Let's put it up in the streets now." Like you, were you know, what I'm saying cabs. I was hitting the cabs no, up. It, it was, was to the point crazy. that I was getting in cabs and I was seeing the sticker. And I was like, "Damn, this shit is working." And then he said, "He said, Steve, I put them in the cabs. Like, oh, you put them in the cabs? <laughs> I was like, I take the bus and the train home. Bet I got you. And I started going around New York City like." Yeah. Mailboxes, yep. light poles. We was lighting shit up. We were we were we were getting so belligerent with it. We would walk up at the stoplight where cabs were stopped at the light mm-hmm. and hit the bumper. <laughs> nah, we was going sticker. hard. We was going crazy. We was going hard. Like on to put on the trunk and let it walk off. It was like, yeah, let this get downtown. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but like, that's yeah. also too how best of both offices develop yeah. because we were just like marketing. We was like marketing ourselves. We was just like, yo, what's another way we could get our names out at that time? And it was just basically like, yo, let's do mixtapes. So we had an idea like, yo, um, we at a record label. Let's pin the record labels up against each other and let's call it Best of Both Offices. So we did one volume. We did two volumes. And we were actually like doing good. And our names was traveling off of that. Until. But then <laughs> that legal department that we knew nothing about. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my first running with the police. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. my first running with like snitching lawyers and all of that. Yeah. Like that was crazy. Because like at the time when we worked there, we were we were we weren't really... We weren't interns, but we weren't employees, mm-hmm. and we weren't consultants. So we were like, "What were you?" I don't even know. Whatever's between those things yeah, is what yeah, we yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Unemployed. <laughs> we were employed, but unemployed. We was getting money. Like they was giving us money to do stuff. So it wasn't yeah. like we was like. 
But we was like, nah, bro, this ain't right. Like, you're a grown up, I'm a grown up, we need this money. <laughs> mm-hmm. We both was like young, like early 20s, like, yo, bro, I can't, I can't really do this right now. I'm like, yo, B, I gotta get this money. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, we're gonna sell these mixtapes. <laughs> and then we was like, yo, but when we started selling the mixtapes and they were like traveling, then like the DJs who we were like promoting to was telling us where they were seeing them, like in <laughs> South Carolina. It was crazy. In Miami <laughs> and like Arkansas and like St. Louis, we were like, it's out there, bro. He was like, yeah, we, they, we saw it in our store when we went. We were like, wow. Then we got extra hype and was like, you know what? We're going to get ahead of this internet thing, this little internet thing that no one understands. Yeah. And we made a website. And we I forgot who we got to design it, but it was like, it was real intricate, though. It was yeah. like, click here and then it'll take a tally. Yeah. And then when he started taking a tally, every it, it became like a camaraderie thing because then right. everybody in Def Jam was like, yo, there's a website and it's like it's Jay Z versus Fifty Cent, and it was like really going head to head at that time with them, like in music. Yeah. And then everybody at Interscope was like, "Well, we vote for Fifty, and everybody at Def Jam was like, "We're voting for Jay Z." And the next thing you know, it was like a poll on the site. Yeah, it was like a poll on. Then the it site. turned into like this huge thing on all the communities and all the blogs before they were even really like blogs. Like there was like communities and message boards and. It started getting crazy there, and everybody's going to the site. And then so I was like, "Yo, Steve, the site's gonna crash. Like, we can't take. It. There's not enough bandwidth to take the people that's coming. Like, I, I, I'm gonna find a way to get more money, bro. We're gonna get it. And we was trying to get the money up. And I remember we got a call one day, and it's at the time, who was that? Envy. Envy was was working for So So Def at the time. DJ Envy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he called, he's like, yo, bro, they're giving me hell about this thing, man. Like, we like, who? He was like, the, the legal department. I'm like, who's the legal department? And where do, where, do, where do they be at? And what do they do? And he was like, look, man, they're going to fire y'all. We looking at each other like, between us, like, they ain't firing us. We don't work here. But then we was like, <laughs> yeah, close the door to the closet. Yeah, yeah. But then we were like, nah. I was, I was like, nah, Sav, I can't go back, bro. I, I done squandered two opportunities already. I'm not doing it again. He was yeah. like, I feel you, bro. We're going to figure it out and then it was like hey these guys that work in your building are putting out like because the records that were on that mixtape were literally like singles that were coming into our offices <laughs> it was a real it was a good promo idea though like it was good for like labels is because it's like all their priorities yeah yeah it wasn't no new music it wasn't like no exclusives or nothing like that it was like all interscope's priorities versus all def jam priorities well, you know what? like to us they were like they were brand new like yeah and there's still records that are like great on there that mm-hmm. never really like i don't think made it mainstream like there's a um a Lupe ne- fiasco well there was a neo that, that one made, made, went mainstream but the the neo and remy ma record mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was hard um mm-hmm. there were other ones too but yeah then you guys had ones like uh like ti was on there um yep Yep, and that's the one. That's the one that kind of like got us in trouble because it was like their 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 um label, somebody you know somebody in their label had came across the the tape and the website we had at www.bestofbookcoms. It was on the CD. It was on the CD. So they went to the website and it was like, oh, this shit is cool. We got a window. So they sent out a a a, a email to the entire company. And it was like, yo, go to this website and vote for our and vote for our um our label. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was attached to a, 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 a company all email is legal. So legal looked into it and they was like, and then they was like, they asked around in their building, like anybody know who this young Savage Steve-O is? And somebody snitched and was like, yeah, they work at Def Jam. <laughs> and then and then they called they called um Def Jam legal, 
and league and they came over and they called and Def Jam Legal called us into the office. It's like, what are you guys doing? And then he was just like, yo, y'all either got to stop it. Y'all either got to stop working here. Oh, we got, oh yeah. Oh, uh, 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 you got you could you or, continue. Or take the site on this. Like you could you could continue to work here, mm-hmm. and you take the site down, mm-hmm. or you keep it up and you get fired and then we ban you from everything. Right. And so then that's what. <laughs> so we we did that. We we switched. That's when we switched up forms and we was like. At this point in time, it was no cameras like that, really, like how it is today. And we were just like, me and Steve were just saying to ourselves, was like, look, we around all the artists. Why don't we just start getting um, video of them, you know what I'm saying, attaching their album dates to it or whatever the case may be, and let's just upload it to um, our website. And we was just on some shit like we had a lot of DJ contacts, but nobody at this point in time was really fucking with the contacts of the internet. The people that was running the internet, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like the SKs and Not Right and you know what I'm saying, the two then. dope boys or whatever. So, you know, we started reaching out we, we started reaching out to them like we did the DJs when we first came in. And I mean, you know, at that point in time it was so early, so they might not have been getting two million calls. And we just started creating our relationships with them, man. And we just started servicing them our content yeah. that came from right. our site. And and that was Def Jam material at the time. But it was tagged with our stuff alongside of the late you know, the you know, the most important information that the artist and the label was trying to get out, which was album dates. Mm-hmm. And we just started building from there. We just built our, our website and from that and it just yeah, yeah, that's, spiraled. It was, it was crazy at that yeah. time. We were just like we was just giving them so much stuff, and I was, we didn't even understand. We was like, all right, you with Ghostface tonight, and I'm going to be yep. with whoever. Kiss. And, like, Kiss. Like, <laughs> you going to be with Jada Kiss? I'll be with Ghostface. Yep. Make sure we get the album date and whatever, whatever, and we just take it, and we be in our computer. We learn how to edit on yep. our own, too. We, we, editing, we had these little MP3 players, and we would just stick them in our computer and upload them and try to edit them and put them out on iMovie, <laughs> and they was like these little two-minute clips, and they were like, Okay, dope. And it was like, we got the blogs. And we started controlling all the blogs. <laughs> well, not controlling, but like very like persuasive with the blogs. And that's before the whole, any of the major blogs were even up, before the, mm-hmm. the infos and the rat radars and all of that stuff. It was, we was just doing all types of crazy. And then the artists, when, they, when the artists saw the reach and the viewership, they were like, wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like amazing. So that was like another Who was another the first artist that like really like started fucking with you guys? I would have to say, like what Steve said earlier, it had to be Santana. Like, you know, like he came in the building and, you know what I'm saying, maybe he might not have been getting the attention that he, he wanted to, you know what I mean? But we knew who Jewels was, right. you know what I'm saying? He's like growing up on Jewels. Jewels is that nigga. So we was just like, yo, we riding with you, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, also was an opportunity for us to prove ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we did that. But then also, too, uh, you know, another one would, I would have to say, I don't, and I don't know. I don't know if I would say started fucking with us first, but this was a major one for our, for our resume. I would say it would be Jada Kiss album, where you know he was just like it was me, Steve. We had he had a core team, you know what I'm saying? It was me, Steve, and it was uh, um, Sherry Bryant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know basically we just outdid you know what we were supposed to do for that album. But you know, where they was expecting a certain amount of albums. He sold X X amount of albums, and that was all off our sweat and our hard work and our, our, our you know, just going hard with them. You know what I mean? And um, another did, artist, yeah. When, when does uh, Ross enter the picture? Ross entered the picture during um, uh, his first album. You know what I mean? It was. I just remember. I just remember him 
hearing about this guy from Miami that had the hottest record. Well, the way I really first heard about Rose was at Hot 97 because I used to do the boards there. Yeah. I used to do radio. I used to do boards. I was my whole shit was I gotta be everywhere and they never there. Like that's yeah. that's what I was doing. So I used to work. I used to work at Hot 97 and K Slay K Slay show and I and, and you know I was a board operator and 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 I remember I remember doing a Saturday shift. With Cypher Sounds. Cypher Sounds is all over this podcast yeah. right now. No, no. Everywhere. So we had Cypher on and we were just like, yo, when when he would do that drop where it was like, Saturday yeah. in New York. Yeah. <laughs> and I was doing that show. And, you know, Cypher had just originally just came back from Miami. And he was dealing with a guy in Miami by the name of DJ Khaled mm-hmm. that was on radio heavy in Miami. And he had went to Miami and he saw... Khaled going hard on the radio with this record called Hustling from Ross. And then on on top of that, he was in the clubs and he, and, and he was playing it eight, nine times back to back. And, you know, Cypher being the DJ he was and, and breaking new music, he decided to bring that record back to New York. And he's the first person ever I ever heard play that Hustling record in New York. It was on the Saturday shift that I was working with him. And he, like, broke the record like as if he was in Miami and he would play the record like it was so hot. He was like he plays like this is the biggest record in Miami. <laughs> he played it like eight, nine times and it was just crazy. And 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 then I just remember after that, you know, like the businessman Rose is, he started taking all the meetings with different labels and it just finally it just finally came around to him doing the deal with Def Jam, and you know, I think Jay was a major part of that. Jay Z was a major part you of that. You can take some credit, huh? <laughs> you nah, can take some credit. I, I have no credit with that at the time. I had nothing to do with that. Shakira, but Shakira, Shakira yeah, Stewart, yeah, uh, yeah, no shout out to Shakira Stewart, one on one, R.I.P. And um, and then you know, my first encounter with him at that time was it was me and Steve. We were starting to cook. We was we was rolling. So we were we were um, they would tell me to go on the road with this person, him to go, Steve to go on the road with this person, blah blah blah. So it was just my chance up, and they was like, "Yo, we got this new artist from Miami. We're gonna put him on promo tour, go on the road with him." And I would spend like three, four weeks on the road with him, just going to market to market, and that's just how I met him at that what, time. But did you guys have the the CDs on the wall yet? With your names on it? No, <laughs> that still wasn't then. That, yeah, well, that, you never had your name on the wall, so because it that said came, Steve Careless. Yeah. That came like that came like a, no, that, no lie. That was only like a year. It was like that. After uh, a year, yeah, we did so many things that they felt were that good. Then they finally hired us and gave yeah. us like real jobs. But right. it, was, it was like a year into it, but um, to that point where he was talking about like this, like no one really understands like radio back then like just to be a guy that like learned radio and mix show and street promotions like no one realizes like how difficult it was to get these types of guys on the phone Ooh. so it's like when you, so when you're talking about like when kendall tells you that he's in a he's able to be with cypher sounds at hot 97 like it was everything that was everything and then some because like you you can't you know like the way djs are accessible now twitter Facebook, Instagram, whatever, just being out there, out there. Like, this was not that era. Right. These guys are only talked to and dealt with who they know, when they knew them, and how they dealt with. Like, they didn't, it was, you could, like, none of y'all could walk up to them, like, it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, there yeah. was no, like, what's your name? Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It was right. not, like, you. It's it certainly was, not with the 12 inch vinyl. Right. Especially not with 12 inch vinyl. It was Envy that. reached out to you guys, though, on some legal <laughs> yeah. shit, so. Yeah, Envy, yeah, we knew that was different. All yeah, those yeah, things were different. Legal shit, like, honestly, like, Kendall was the bridge to all of those relationships because he was at Hot 97 doing yep. those overnights. So right. it was like, when they was cool, he's like, yo, meet my man. 
And they be like, all right, who's your man? I'm like, oh, that's me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and he's like, all right, cool. But that's how they just got us. And we started putting our stickers on the vinyl. He's like, yep. even if they didn't really know me like that, they, they knew the name. Like, they they just was knew learning the like, name. Oh, I know you. And you had a little black kid that runs with this guy. So <laughs> that's cool. But I was like, you don't understand. Like, I always know, like, that was like a, that's like a huge thing back then. Because you couldn't just walk up on Cypher Sounds or Khaled. Like, even that one year before we really, like, got hired like, officially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We would call people like Khaled, Cypher Sounds, like people like them in all those markets every day, and they would never pick up the phone. Man, let me tell you, I, I give you a real good story yeah. on how I how I met Khaled. It's like I used to I used to like on some radio promotion and shit, like because they they was always like you'll never get on the phone with Khaled ever. And I'm talking about Khaled was at this time, you know, Khaled is Khaled now, but at this time Khaled was fucking like he was like on miami radio and he was killing like he was like the person you had to talk it's to like in miami. Flex of miami yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was like at the height of night night gems yeah. mcdonald's commercial and he was that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like you never get on the phone with cows so i was like all right i'm a, i just took it on as a as a trying challenge. to challenge yeah. so i call this man i had his number i would call him every day every day would never pick up ever pick up i'm talking about it's like to the point he knew my number he was like i'm not picking up so i was like all right i got something for him you know yeah i got something for him i was like yo you know Khaled, you know him and joe were like like mm -hmm. this you know what i'm saying they they always been friends forever and i was like yo at that time uh jeezy had a record with don cannon called what was the name of that record circulate nah not circulate no, it was another oh, one. Oh, go crazy go crazy yeah. right yeah. Yeah. and i was like ooh. <laughs> and i had kind of got like some light intel that joe crack had did a put a verse on it i don't know where i caught that info at right <laughs> so i called cali one day of course he didn't pick up <laughs> and i've left a voicemail on his on his phone i'm like yo cal you don't know you don't know me this is sad from dev jam but i got some for you i got an exclusive for you i got that J i got j i was like i was like um joe crack just did um a remix to go crazy and he hung up as soon as i i mean as soon as i was hanging up the phone was ringing <laughs> and i was like hello and he was like yo this cow this Khaled, man and i was like <laughs> I got him. I was like, I got him. I was like, I got him. And he was like, he was like, Yo, what are you talking about? What are you talking? He was like, How you know about that, man? How you know about that? I was like, Nah, Cal. But listen, though, no. I, I, like, I got these priorities. I got these two records for y'all. to get ready? And he just started. He just started laughing. And then you know, I just we just met at at, at the Power Summit, which was a big place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To meet DJs at, and then we just got cool. From when you there. went down to Power Summit, was everyone like, Oh, you guys from the stickers? No, like, no, no. We did a, Nah, this is this is where we up that we was like they gonna let us go to the mix show power yeah, summit. Yeah, yeah. This is all within our first year of working there. Now we started working there in like November. The mix show power summit was coming up like April May. Yeah, yeah. We still trying to learn all of the DJs across the country. We were, we would print out the BDS sheets and memorize all of the call stations, all the cities, all the DJs, all the air times, all the programmers, the music directors, even the operating managers mm -hmm. from the radio. We would, we would memorize and take the email addresses and put it in like an email blast list. And we was like, now we know they ain't never going to give us a budget to see these people, but we going to go. Mm -hmm. So at this time, Crystal Isaacs, of course, of fought course. for us to go to the Mix Show Power Summit. We're going to pay for Stephen Kendall <laughs> to go to the Mix Show Power Summit. We was hyped. 
in the Bahamas, and we went, and we said, you know what? Now, this is in the era of Jeezy the Snowman, yeah. mm-hmm. with the snowman, black t-shirts with the snowman, with the glitter on it. Once again, marketing again, yeah. on, on our st- part, marketing, we, we yeah. like, yo, we got to do it. These things were like super crack. Like, everybody's like, yo, the dude, Jeezy t-shirts are crazy. Where we get them from? They got the glitter, and we was making them by the boatload. <laughs> so when we found out who the connect was, because we snuck our way in the market and found out who the connect was making them. So I was like, yo, B, we're gonna go to um to the mix show. He's like, yeah, but we gotta make a statement because all of these like vets and all these dudes, like, we gotta find a way to like stand, stand out. out. Yep, stand out. So I was like, you know what we should do, B? We gotta figure out a way like we can get us like a calling card. Cause you know, everybody's gonna give out their business cards. Yeah, we need yeah. to find another way. He's like, I got it. He was like, yo, we're gonna put our office numbers on a black tee. <laughs> And the snowman glitter. Yep. I said it's lit. <laughs> we went uptown. And it and said, it said, call me in big bold letters. And it right under that it said our phone numbers, our, not our, our actual our office numbers. <laughs> and we was just like, it was like, call me. And on the back of it, it had the Def Jam logo and our names. But the way we flipped it even more, because you know, we was heavy in the sneakers at that point. You know, we still are, but you know what I'm saying? We just had all these Air Force Ones with different colors. We was like, yo, each day we was at Mixo Power Summer for like four or five days. It was like, yo, we're going to make different colors. And each day we're going to wear a different color. And we just basically, we just basically did that every day. And then we left. And then it was just like on fire at that point. We like, it's like. Everybody was like, yo, it, it, it got so bad. They all tagged us like, call me. Who are you? Like <laughs> yeah, DJs like, were like, like, Jones. like all the major DJs, like the SNSs and like the Teddy T's, like the program. It was like, yep. What's your name, son? I'm like, Steve O. He's like, oh, I see that. You know, he's like, you know what? We're going to call y'all the Call Me Boys. Now, a couple yeah, people knew yeah, us yeah. in New York from dealing with us or whatever. Everybody's like, we're going to call y'all the Call Me Boys. So, But every day, the first day was like, oh, that's dope. They got that off. The second day was like, okay, that's cute. The third day was like, oh, they not playing. They not playing. And then we were switching up. We playing. had like blue, red, white, black, yep. orange, like purple. It was like... By the time they end it, it was like, okay, y'all have officially <laughs> smashed. Yeah. Like dudes would even know the sponsors even like, where to call me boys at? Yeah. yeah. And then and then like, you know, just to say, like, after that happened, we went home and we was on fire. It's like, you know, like like we were, those people that we were having issues trying to get on the phone with. They started picking they up. They was picking up. They was picking up and they were just like, they saw the vision and they saw like, all right, y'all serious about this and y'all going hard and it ain't nobody that's doing no shit like like what y'all trying to, what y'all doing right now. And it just made them like, it made them respect us. So you know Call saying? Me Boys reminds me of something that we always loved about you guys, which was, can you talk about uh, what you would do to birthdays? each other on your birthdays? Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. I mean, that was more like in the social media era. <laughs> It was just like this. It was like a little joke, like because none of us like we liked the attention of like the of like people recognizing us, but we never wanted to get like absorbed in that. We always still wanted to stay low key and yeah. on the back on the back side of of, of of the light and be like, let's just keep getting the work done. So anytime we'd have like birthdays or whatever, it was like a joke to like kind of embarrass each other. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this guy, because we'd be like low key, you know, like we real like private guys. So it was like we just work like. Some people might like, we don't even know your birthday. We don't even mm-hmm. know how old you are. We don't even right. know like what's your favorite color because we just work all the time. So 
It'd be like, oh, it's his birthday. It's like, oh, today's your birthday. So people like, he put me up on his Instagram. People start calling me like, yo, bro, today's your birthday. So anybody was avoiding or dodging or not talking to him, be like, yo, bro, happy birthday. Oh, I got God. you a gift. And I got, I'm like, yo, come on, bro. Like, why are we, do- I don't, I don't, I'm trying to talk about something else. They want to talk about my birthday. I was like, this is, I was like, okay, so you think you want to get that all. So every time we did it, we just upped the ante yeah. to this day, like a 10 year running joke. Like, and to I the rem- point we started putting out each other's phone numbers yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one time, like, I thought I had escaped it. I was like, my birthday was like on a Saturday or something like that. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good this year. I kid you not, they had like a party for me, like, literally four, I'm like, not not four months, maybe about three weeks later, <laughs> where it was just off my radar. Like, I'm good now. I, I'm straight. <laughs> and it was like, yo, come down to this room. We're having a meeting or something like that. I walked in the room and they just fired on me with that, like, that, what's that glue? Silly string? That yeah. silly string, like, in my face, like, Happy birthday! I'm like my bro. This is three weeks late. Yeah. Wasn't there like a magician or something? No, like a clown. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> no, he had a midget. We had the, the midget Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. put each other's. You had like you made Ross like tweet it out and like. Oh yeah, like, we went oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, we went bad. That was fun. So funny. Wait, um, I want to talk. I I read or I saw an interview you guys did. You guys have only done like two other interviews. Like, yeah, oh, then we did one on like Vlad or something. Yeah. No, 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 not Vlad. Um, Al Lindstrom. I meant to say Al Lindstrom. Oh, yeah. And at the very end of it, of part one, uh, you say that you were responsible for Rick Ross telling Rick Ross not to wear a shirt. No, I wouldn't say. I, I wouldn't say. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm no, responsible no, no. for I'm that. A, I'm gonna say. That. I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm responsible say for that. Let me tell you what happened. I remember like it was yesterday. So at the time, the agreement that we had to have with our our, our supervisors at the time was. Both of y'all can't go out on the road at the same time. One because we like, was trying so hard. Because they knew <laughs> we was like, we was like, yo, if we both get out on the road, we good. Yeah, because at one point they were like, yo, they knew like if we both went, what type of obnoxious trouble we were getting. And they was like, no, we're not about to let these guys have fun or take full advantage of somebody's hustling. Somebody's got to man the, the UPS machine. You know? yeah, yeah, somebody's got to get on the UPS. So at the time we had like, I remember that was like Rick Ross's Triller album, and everybody was like, you know, it came out. You know, it's a sophomore jinx thing on it, but everybody's like, we're trying to figure it out. We're going through records trying to, like, hope that, you know, one of the records would catch as big as hustling. Speeding. <laughs> yeah, they were trying mm-hmm. different things, and it was like, it wasn't that the records weren't working. They just wanted it to happen, like, that quick, and it was like, guy's still brand new. We got to make it happen, so... So I was like, yo, we got to figure this out. So it was like, you go on the road because they ain't going to let me go. You stay. <laughs> they going. He was like, yo, here, take this camera. He's like, what do you do? I don't know. Just get something. We're just going to get whatever we can get. But then Sav had cultivated this relationship with Ross where he was just trusting him. And then one day he was like, I mean, I used to be back in the meetings, in the big boardroom meetings. they like, so Steve, what's going on with Sav? What is he talking about? How's it feeling? We got to figure. He's like, guys, we got to figure something out because everything is like, we've kind of done everything, but we need something new, something explosive, something chat worthy to kind of like take it. And everybody was like brainstorming like, maybe we should make more beards and maybe we should make more like shades and maybe we should make more whatever. And I was like, and I'll never forget his product manager time was our friend Davon, Davon Washington. Shout out to Davon. And he was like, listen, I just want best of both offices to do what they do and let's stop talking about this. And I remember I went back, I was like, shit, I was like, Kendall. They put this shit on our back, dude. Like, we gotta figure this out. He's like, you know what? I got it. Don't even worry about it. When I send it through, just do your thing. I didn't even know what it was. When I got back, he sent the clip to my phone, like to not to my phone, to my computer. I opened up, it was Ross with no shirt on. Like, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, that's wild. I'm like, yo, he got wild tats on his stuff. Yeah. He got wild tats. He's like, yo, trust me, he's lit. 
So he's like, bet. I started chopping the shit up <laughs> while yep. he was on the bus, and I uploaded the shit. Shit went turned to worldwide, like everything. <laughs> so I give him credit for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, at what point were you guys like good at Def Jam? Like where they were just like, you know. Showing you that respect. And was it after you stopped stealing their music and selling it? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think um, when we were good, I, I'm going to say we were never really good. That's we a good were, answer. We, <laughs> were <never laughs> we were never really good. But, it, you know, you know, we, we was always, we had Favorite. jobs. We had jobs and, and we had benefits and we were making some money. Well, you know what I'm saying? Was it the money we probably wanted to make and where we where we get in um But from a respect level, did did Jay oh, and LA like know you, trust oh, you? Nah. Yeah, Let me tell you the yeah, story yeah. about that. We Please. were the great see what we got found in Dev Jam, like what he said, like we were getting money, we were getting paid, we like we you can't take that for granted. Was right. it what we wanted, yeah. what we felt like we deserved for what we were doing every day and contributing every day? Right. No, but that's anybody. But sure. we didn't focus on that. We was just like we knew that was a goal of ours, but we just like we just got to keep. All right, that was yesterday. What are we doing today? Right. So I think we always felt favored, especially when it got to like the Jay Z. When Jay Z started talking about he's putting out his new album, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And we were like in those first preliminary meetings, and it was like holy. They were calling mm -hmm. it Team Superman. They wasn't even calling it Jay Z. So it wouldn't leak to nobody because it was super duper secret and. We were just invited into Wait, those was it Superman because of him getting back in the booth. Yes, mm -hmm. that was like the whole thing. So they were calling it like Team Superman was like spearheaded by like Tracy Waples, and it was like they allowed us from a tactical standpoint to come and get involved. It's like, yo, you got to meet these two dudes. <laughs> these two dudes is lit. They over here doing all kinds of craziness, and they can really get you on a street perspective because you're you're out the mix. Like you're with Beyonce, mm -hmm. you're over here, you're doing that. I was like, ah. What we need to do, we just hype like shit. It's Jay Z, like, right. and we just got deep down, and we just like were invited. And once he like recognized us, and we were going up to his office, and we were talking ideas. And now we were in these meetings and in these ideas, yeah. and we were privy to the records and the rollout. It was like, oh no, nah, this is what I came here for. Dude. This, was, this is what I got in the record business for. You know what I mean? But that that was like really our real payment. We were like, yeah, I think uh, like just to say what Steve was saying, our, our payment was was that just like being noticed about by these guys that we was doing all this work for. You know what I mean? And it's like, cause another thing too that 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 got us really hot at Def Jam, especially with with being in the building with, with our, our peers, like people that work there. As well as DJs was we we used to do these big conference calls, yeah. <laughs> and we used to do these big Def Jam conference calls, and and um and we used to go just go hard. You just be talking like, yo, it's nothing bigger than this record. We just used to be like, oh, you remember that, right? See? We used to I used to go but the, so but bad. The artists would love it. The artists would be like, they would love it. <laughs> they would love it. And I think like you know what I'm saying. I think one time this is like one. This was so big for me at the time. That's when I knew I had like broke a little ground. Was because we had a J conference call, and you know what I'm saying. And 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 Jay jumped on the call, and I guess he might have been listening to it beforehand or whatever the case may be. Or when he got on. We were just going so hard or whatever, but he had to do he, he we did the call, he got off, he had to do hot ninety seven later that night. And and you know, I just remember being on the road because I wasn't I wasn't in New York when we did that call. I was like traveling with some with another artist at the time and he went to radio and he did this big freestyle with the with, front flex the freestyle. Front flex freestyle when he was like, um uh, I forgot what he said. He did the corporate takeover. Yeah, the corporate takeover. Mm. Corporate takeover. And then, you know, at the end of it, he just started shouting people out. And then, you know, he shouted, started shouting people out. And he was like, shout to Kendall. He's becoming a superstar over there at Def Jam. And I ain't hear it. 
at first. This is like pre Twitter. This is like people people would start hitting my phone like, yo, Jay Z just shouted you out, Jay Z. I'm like, nah, stop. <laughs> so then what I did, I was like, this can't be true. I had I hit my man at Hot 97, and I was like, yo, did this just happen? He was like, yeah, here's the audio, and I listened to the shit, and I was like. Oh, I was shit. like, "Yo, we doing something? No, I, we at doing that something point, right? We said at that we point, I was right. like, the game has it. That at that point, I was just like, you know what? We made it. We yeah. really made. It. I was like, we made it because we breaking ground. Now we coach like you can't tell us that the most cultural relevant person in the world recognizes this, and yeah. we are still peons in the grand scheme of the world and of the record. But not be." We started going harder. Yeah, yeah, that made us go started. super hard. But even to that point, that that freestyle, they were that that thing he rhymed on. We had to go find that instrumental yeah, and give yep, it to them. Yeah, yeah. Give it to Flex. Peck, I was wanted it or whatever because mm. he took them. Yeah. Can you talk about uh, when it came time for you guys to leave Def Jam? What that was like? Like Joey IE was was now installed there, right? Was Joey there at that time? Yeah, I think Joey. Yeah, yeah, Joey. Joey was there. Yeah, he was there. But but you guys got ready individually to go out on your own steve was going to work with cte mm -hmm. and jeezy mm -hmm. and sav was going to work with with ross right. and uh and maybach two camps that did not get along <laughs> at that time right yeah. but how did you guys like and, but we both had and what's crazy is we both had relationships with both of them yeah because we both worked with both of them on the road and stuff too yep. right? being, yeah. being at def jam but i all mean all the artists at def jam we even yeah. to this day, we all still have like yeah you know, still still relationships yeah, still like keep that the relationship. are very very deep from that history but at that time, it's like like I told you, like we always was working. We worked through all those albums. I he can't even I can't even remember all of the albums and the moments that we've been a part of. And it was like at after doing it for like eight years, it was like 2011, 2012. It was like after eight years being a part of the Kanyes and the Rihannas and all the ups and downs and the Neos and the Jewelses and the Big Sean's mm -hmm. and the all the things that we were like personally like very close to was like watch these things get this unsurmountable amount of success. It was mm -hmm. just like, and we still sharing an office. <laughs> it was like talk. this got to like this got to stop. Like you know, like we grown up, like we men now, like we grew up in this company as kids. It's like all right, we feel like we started getting a a little <laughs> bit like turned off by like not being recognized, and it was like. We did the work, yeah, you pay us and we should be grateful, but past a certain point, we deserve more than what we're getting right now. And it just got to a point where it was just like, we were just so frustrated as a collaborative, but also frustrated individually because it's like, I'm looking at him, he looking at me. It was like, we have to really question ourselves. We do the same thing under the same job title in the same department. So at the end of the day, it's like, how are you supposed to be better than me and I'm supposed to be better than you is going to sacrifice one of us. So he's like, look, man, we just made a pack on it. He's like, look, I'm going to find an opportunity. You're going to find an opportunity. We're just going to figure it out after that because right now, like, this shit is so crazy. And it's like the tumultuous of, like, Jay-Z leaving and the new regime coming and all those things happen. It, it just became so frustrating. We just started sourcing our own opportunities. Well, and it was just so crazy that, like, at the same moment when we were prepared to, like, disclose it to each other, it was that scenario. Yeah, it was happening so at the same time. So we were like, so yep. I came in one day, I was like, look, man, I got an offer and, you know, I'm going to take it. I'm going to stay to the thing and, you know, like, but let's put it together because I don't want to make it lopsided for you on this side. And he was like, yo, I got something to tell you. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. He's like, I got the same shit. I was like, what? 
And we was like, oh, shit, so what? He was like, oh, watch this. Mm-hmm. And then we went in there, and then we was like, yo, I quit. <laughs> and they were like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Like, what's good? So I set it off, so we made a plan. I was like, look, I'm a little closer to my contract, so let me set it off. He was like, bet, you set off? I'm coming right behind you a week later. I was like, bet. So I set it off for the first week, put my two weeks in. Everybody was like, oh, what's going on? That's crazy. <laughs> you know, some people were really upset about it. Some people were, like, happy. Some people were, like trying to offer me to stay and i remember i used to go back to kenneth like yo they offered me to stay he's like yo bro you cannot stay you gotta go you gotta go and, and, you gotta the, make and the reason why we said that to each other is, is was because you know sometime you have to leave to come back oh for you sure you know what i'm saying and 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 that was what what was important to us is just like our respect you know what i'm saying it's like we know we contributed at those times to those projects and we was just like yo man like it's important to you know to 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 leave for to see your value for you to come back and we just made it that way you know we knew and and then on top of that we knew that we had to leave it's like not that our time was up there but it was just like leaving the bird's nest yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's so you're like saying that i should leave <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah i'll come back yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. it was just like leaving the bird's nest man and like you know now it's time now it's time to become a grown-up and go to the next phase of your life and you know who knows what happens after that you know what i mean and, and that's what we did and what you both now. ended up working at atlantic Records. and that's the crazy part is is that when we first got to Atlantic, and I don't even know if they set it up like this, but when we first got to Atlantic, they put our offices next to each other. Yeah. Just like how they were in Def Jam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was like we had two offices this time. Yeah. But <laughs> it was crazy because it's like when we left, I was like, well, I'm leaving. I'm going to do this. He's like, all right, cool. So I'm going to go to Atlantic. At the time, well, at the time I knew, but I was like, I didn't know what. I was going to do A&R, and then the Jeezy thing came secondary to that because I was... I had I had a relationship with him. That's how that got put together. And it's like, I was like, oh shit. At the time, MMG was at Warner Brothers, and right. we did this agreement before there was even a merger. So it was like literally as soon as I accepted the job, the merger came in. And then it was like, oh shit, <laughs> Sav about to be at Atlantic too. <laughs> and our, our other friend Shari had just left and went to a, was at Warner Brothers and got merged into Atlantic. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh shit, we about to all be Atlantic. I was like, oh, this is about to be the craziest thing. And then we both left within like a month of each other. Yep, yep. Both of us out the door clean and it was like, the artists were like, what am I going to do? They were calling <laughs> like, what the fuck are we going to do? How are we going to do this? How are we yeah. going to do that? And we were like, I don't know, bro. You got to call them now. That ain't my problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that was really more like us like, yeah. like Growing up. Yeah, and it, it was, was just like, us growing up, man. And they gave us what we wanted. They gave us everything we wanted and needed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was the first time. It was like, ah, it was weird because it's like, damn, I'm gonna survive this shit by myself. <laughs> I always had Sab yep. to call for some or do something. But then I looked at, I was like, I still got him. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. it ain't like, really even crazy. like even like still right. to this day, I'll call Steve and I ask him, yo, you got this person's phone number, or I ask him advice like, yo, what should I do here? What do you mm. think or whatever. So we always had a a pack and a bond since since the first time we met like you know we just been been homies you know what i mean and we both know each other's family and mm-hmm. like we the main good part about all this is that it's like we work together but like i really do consider him like my brother like mm-hmm. when i really I, I have something I, that's going on i'll call him if i if i need to talk to him about it you know what i mean it's not too many people that you can do that with in the industry or that you might meet in the industry that you can do that with like you know what i'm saying so like i'll, I'll go to his house on a sunday and or he'll come to my house and watch football mm-hmm. on S- super bowl sunday or whatever and we just still got that bond outside of 
what we do in our in our industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and that's I mean, important. You guys lived together for like nine years. <laughs> Real <laughs> We're roomies for like yeah. nine years. Yep. It was yep. like it's a thing that we take serious. It was like this guy's treating me better than some of my own childhood friends and family. So it was like I couldn't get to a place that I've find if, what if I value as success without him. So mm-hmm. it was like I look at I always look at my success, his success. So anything I do tough. I always try to plug him in. And when he does something, he try to plug me in. It's like it's still that's why when you see us out it's like, oh shit, they still like clicking. It's like, yeah, yeah we doing it like that because it's like we all we got we learned that from being like yep. Siamese twins for nine years in a bum ass office <laughs> with yeah, yeah. UPS machines and all of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. it was like we try to instill that and it's not now it's like that time has passed and we grew up and we did this stuff and it's like now it's like cool to look back and be like that. Yeah. That was the path because like we earned every second of it. Yeah, we we like nothing, nobody gave us nothing. <laughs> it was crazy. And now you guys have gotten to a point where everyone should give you everything and you guys are able to make decisions that you could have never even dreamed and you're mm-hmm. in positions now where you guys are legitimate power players. Can you talk about what you see out there and what you want to change about this business. Um, I know that Steve has thoughts on how to change this business. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is definitely a Steve question. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child of the culture. I'm a, I'm a product of the environment. So mm, Jim Jones, right? So at the, so at the end of the day, I'm always, I'm always trying to figure out what's next, what's new, what's cunning, and also what has the most integrity. And I try to put my morals and values on that. But when it comes to like how I look at it, I try to treat it as if like the things that I want to change is the is the moral integrity of it all. Like we don't have much. A lot of us like this music business and this culture has afforded us lifestyles and opportunities and relationships that. I would have never thought I could ever. I'm from New. I'm from like Elizabethtown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I went to high school in Roselle. Like I, I have nobody that I know. Like I didn't. I grew up listening to the music. I didn't grow up in it. So it was like everything we I've ever got or earned was because of this. So it was like what I want to change about it is making people treat it like that and not take it for granted and not feel like because. You have an Instagram page that you're somehow above somebody. You should be celebrated for your successes, but your real responsibility is to pay it forward. So then when the next person like us that we struggled to get to where we came in a little ass office, anybody know us know we started in a little itty bitty box. So when people see us in our offices now and they hear how people respect us and revere us, they think like, man, I want to be like you. And it's like, you don't know what it's like to be me. You ain't know what it's like for me to get here. You don't know what it took for me to like, put myself in this position but that's because there's no one teaching and 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 exposing what it took to get here and and having that dialogue and teaching somebody and we have when there was a time me and kendall would go through like a hundred interns in a year and like how y'all have so many interns Mm -hmm. it's like because we hired and fired them one thing i take seriously is because it's like what i had to do was just to be up before the person gets the before your boss gets up and be, and and go to sleep after he goes to sleep or whatever you know what I mean just and I, what I mean by that is like making it to the office before I do and leaving after me you know what I mean that's considered hustling you know that's what me and Steve did that's when you know like um at when we first started Def Jam Theo would be leaving at a certain time it wasn't early because Theo was <laughs> Theo was playing it night out he was he was doing it late too and I'm talking about. Theo would stay in the office to like 9, 10 p.m. And Sometimes we'd just be sitting the there like, 
<laughs> because you know Theo was he, he, he Theo's in the streets He was you know Doing all this stuff And then he was going To build his relationships With the DJs at nightclubs mm-hmm. So he would stay there Sometime until to the 12. club start Yeah until the club start So he'd be like Damn Steve like, You know what I'm saying We gotta stay here Like be funny We didn't have league. to We didn't have to But yeah, we just knew like can't this, do that. We can't. This is how I gotta be. Because we'd I mean? be like, I remember my day was started like seven a.m. I call him in the morning, like Savvy, you up? He'd be like, Yeah, I'm up, bro. <laughs> it'd be like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it'd be like, Now we got to the office like eight thirty nine, and then it's like midnight going on to one, and it's like, Yo, bro, I'm miss my bus, and he's like. He'd be like, I'm tired. Like, yo, Theo, we about to leave. Like, oh, y'all leaving this early? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> crazy. Yo. Like, after crazy. a while, I was like, I'm sick of this, bro. I'm not doing this, though. <laughs> Real talk. It was like that. It was like it was nice that you'd be like, yo, man, I don't know if I could do this. But it all paid off, man. And, and you know, one thing I, I learned is, is just, like, just do everything that you can and, and listen. Listen to what's going on around you. You know what I mean? Because those are just gems. Like, I, I put up an Instagram post a, a couple of days ago, and I was just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was basically a post about keeping your ears open, like ear hustling OGs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's important because they got the information. They got the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you need. You know what I mean? It's it's about hustle, and it's about knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what, I think that's what we did. I think that's what we, you know what I'm saying, that's that's how we cemented ourselves and what we doing now. Can you talk about um, this this last year and a half of Khaled just on social media and what that like man has been like? It's been amazing, man. I'm just so happy. Like I know Khaled for and Steve has as well for over. 11 years now mm-hmm. or whatever you know and and you get and, your phone calls returned now yeah 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's my brother yeah that's my brother but you know he just it's just amazing it's amazing to see all the success that he's having it's like because now you want to talk about hustle this is somebody that hustles for real like i'm talking about he don't stop, and like when he when he's locking one thing in, it's two more things coming right behind it. But just to see, like you know, like Cal has always had his success, but to see the mainstream success that he's having is just impeccable. You know what I'm saying? But it's something that I always knew would happen. It was just about when it was happening, when it would happen, because you know Cal got that 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 personality that everybody loves, and you know what I'm saying. And he's about just making it happen. You know Did you mean? guys get really close when he was at Def Jam? I got really close with Khaled but from just I don't want to say it was old when he was through Def Jam but it was just like we would we were doing so good at what we was doing that time was make sure you know Khaled would you know he would throw me a little a little extra money just to help him with his records sometime on the side or whatever and and then you know you know I would come to Miami and you know what I'm saying I, I wouldn't be like with him 24 7 while i was out there but i would run into him and it'd be all love and he would just show love you know what i'm saying and then through that time we just created a relationship like you know what i mean like where we always talk all the time and we were always you know he would bounce ideas off me i would bounce ideas off of him and 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 he just was he just he, he just always been that dude that was about hustling and and getting to what he felt was his, you know what I'm saying? And and people appreciate him the way they need to. And they're doing that now. You know what I mean? They were doing it, but it's at another level right now. You know what I mean? And I'm just happy for him and I'm proud of him, man, because I seen it I seen it come from not necessarily the bottom, but 
I've seen it come a long way. Sure. You know what I mean? Because even even when I met him, he was in Miami radio and he was that dude on Miami radio. You know what I'm saying? He was like he was like killing it on radio. But just to see him come from that to where he is now, I mean I'm talking about this I'm talking about <laughs> he got he got um sponsor he like, you know, silk milk. <laughs> nah, that's crazy. Yeah. Silk milk, bro. Like that. Did he get the Dove sponsorship? I know it's coming. It gotta be coming. <laughs> it gotta be coming. It gotta be a cocoa butter. Yeah, gotta yeah. be coming too. But I just, I'm just proud of him. What he's doing. My favorite uh, Khaled run-in that we had was actually at your office. Really? Um, it was when. Cal- All right, so we're sitting there with you. I don't yeah. know where you were, but uh, Khaled comes over and he goes, "Yo, um, Sav," and you had like dropped like a bunch of weight. He was like, mm-hmm. he was like. Uh, where can I get one of those slim fit white t-shirts? And you were like, I what do you mean a slim fit white t-shirt? And he's like, you know, one of those t-shirts that, that makes you look skinny. <laughs> and, he was, and he was like dead serious. And you were just like, ah. Uh, like, like, like 125th? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to explain. Yeah. It's yeah. not just the shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yo, there's so many stories with Cal. It's crazy. Like Cal's funny. <laughs> nah, but he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And so, Steve, can you talk about uh, how did you get involved with Nipsey? Uh, long. I mean, me and Nipsey been friends for like six years. Neighborhood I, Nip. Yeah, I've been friends with Nipsey for a long, long, long time. Um, it started with I was at Def Jam one day, and um, he had dropped this project called a Marathon, and I was like, all right, Johnny Shipes had just was messing with him. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this kid is dope. Like, he can really rap. But you know, I'm like a big soul music fan. Anybody know me? So I like I like soul music. I like lyrics, and it's like talk about it. I wasn't into like all the West Coast stuff. Like I'm like if it ain't like Dre, or like if it wasn't that. But this is like new, and when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is super dope. So I was like, it was cool. Me and him were like figuring out best of both worlds. We were trying to find out like cool kids or whatever. So it was like 2010, 2011. So I reached out to him like on MySpace. Um, he hit me back, gave me his number. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. Like, he was just oh, regular. He, he, he was just like a regular. He wasn't even like. Yeah, you guys are guys who had numbers on your T-shirt, so my yeah, yeah, is not yeah, like yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just so long ago. Yeah, but it was. It wasn't. It wasn't even a. It wasn't even a thing. Like he was a big artist. It was like kind of like after. I was like, oh, you like? I'd like, yo, I respected the marathon. He's like, yo, bro, I appreciate that. He's like, it says in your thing that you work for Def Jam. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, but I can't go near that with you. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. And it's like cool. Anyway, long story short, we spoke for those few brief minutes. The, that little exchange and then I ain't talked to him for like a year or so and then I um a friend of mine one of my old bosses the lady that actually hired me at Star Trek um her name was Nicole Planton she had worked at BMI so when I had caught up with her one day she had moved to LA from New York and she came back to New York and we was talking and she's like yeah I work with this kid named Nipsey I was like oh shit my man I was like yo you got his new number because I'm trying to get back up with him or whatever she gave me his new number so I called him he picked up the phone for like six months <laughs> so you know me like I'm like you're not going to pick up my phone number. So I was like, all right, cool. Then I got straight promo on it. So what we call promo is we bang the phone. We keep calling the phone till they pick up. Yeah. So if I call you and you pick up and it goes to VM, I'm going to hang up and call right back. Wow. And I'm going to hang up and call back right, right back. And I'm going to hang Classic. up and call. So I might do that for like 15 minutes. So when you look at your phone, like, yo, I got 15 missed calls. And I did that every day for like three months. It's like off the shrimp. And then one day he just hit me back like, oh, my bad, bro. <laughs> And then he came to New York, and then we just kicked it after that. <laughs> and then, like, right at that time, it was like, it was right at the time where me and Kendall were like, we got to get out of Def Jam. Yeah. And I was like, what you thinking about, bro? It was like 2012. We was just kicking and just talking. Never met him in person. We were just talking on the phone. We were talking on the phone at night. Like, like real good friends or whatever, and we was just kicking it. And then he came to New York one time, and I was like, yo, man, 
you're super dope. He's like, I got this new project, and I was listening to it, and I was like, man, he's like, this is going to be my album, but I'm going to drop it independent. I was like, nah, bro, get a record deal. Like, you tripping. Do this and do that. And he was like, all right, cool. And he was like, um, I was like, well, I'm about to take this new position, and if I take this position, you know, would you would you do it with me? Like, I let me let, let you be my first thing. He's like, bet I'm in. So then I did the whole thing. I left Def Jam, went to Atlantic, got with Jeezy, doing the whole thing. And then he told me, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and then it just laid in and it was just like, all right. And then he just like, he was like, I don't want to sign on no record labels, bro. And I was like, cool. He turned it down. My heart was bad broke. Jeezy was a little disappointed. You know, he was, he was about to sign the Raws too, but he's like, nah, I just want to go my independent route. And then... We just kind of stay like that, and from there, from now to this to this day, we've just been like good friends. He's been dropping his records. I've been kind of like helping him, like, like kind of like I took on. I just kind of came on the road as his friend first, and then that mm-hmm. kind of like evolved into me being in like a management role with him. And then we just said, let's just do the business and start helping with his touring, and that's how we got here. And talk about we just had Wayno on. We had mm-hmm. Dave Houston, obviously. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that new deal over at Def Jam for Triangle Offense? Oh yeah, well when I left. Atlantic, you know, I left I left Atlantic uh, with Jeezy and whatever, and I was like, you know, they called me like Hip Hop and No ID were like the heads of Dev Jam at this point, and because I it was just it was just like an opportune time was just working for me because at the Jeezy venture we were working on like the Doughboys Cash Out and right. we were doing like some cool stuff, but he had also did a deal with YG and when we started getting closer to YG. I was always close to YG when he was at Def Jam. So when I was gone, 400. He was like one of the first dudes that called me, like, what I'm supposed to do? Like, what you gone? Like, y'all not there no more. Sav left too, right? I'm like, yeah, he gone. And like, so who I'm supposed to talk to? Conference call us. Yeah. He's like, nah. He's like, I don't want to be on the label no more. I'm just like, nah. I was like, bro, you got Jeezy. We're going to be straight. He's like, all right, cool. So I just got in with him and we did my crazy life. So because of that little thing. Yeah. So (laughs) because of my contract with, Atlantic Records, I was not allowed to be A&R of record on the Def Jam side. So me and Gigi just kind of came in as like executive producers and did that, but I didn't executive produce. I just kind of oversaw yeah. the project. Shout out to Sycamore, though. Oh, Sycamore. Shout Man, out to Sick. Yep. Sick, Sick went so hard. Like it was, I can't even, he, you know that story already. Yeah. He went so hard. He bled on the ground and almost died over mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. You feel me? But we just started doing that project and we got so close and at the time we just did that, that came out successful. The records came out successful, and I was still going to Def Jam while I was at Atlantic <laughs> every week having meetings about Jeezy's album, about YG's album. And just in those exchanges, they were just like, man, like it's like you're still here, so it's like you should just come back. And I was like, nah, bro, I ain't coming back. <laughs> I ain't never coming back unless y'all can make it make sense for me. And they got to make sense to me on such a level where I can't feel like, I'm going backwards. Mm-hmm. And they, they fixed it. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go back. <laughs> they fixed the it. Office. They yeah. fixed it. They fixed it. So, But I went back in the road because I went to Atlanta. I went as A&R, which I kind of forfeited my promotions title. But I was like, I learned that. Like, I learned that. And I need to be a little bit wider. I got management experience. I worked on a couple of big albums. And I was like, now I can come back and do this. So when I got back... They were like, oh, you're going to come back? I was, like, yeah. I was like, but don't announce that I'm coming back because I need to like really, mm-hmm. I want to like, I want to get my foot. I want to do everything. So I started doing everybody's album, got cool with everybody. Um, and we just started working, just started rehashing our relationships. And um, it just came to a point. I was like, yo, man, I'm doing all of these guys. I'm doing all my friends' projects, mm-hmm. but I haven't done nothing new. So what am I going to do? <laughs> so I remember I called Wayno one day. I said, Wayno. 
Because Shari had put me on the Dave East and was like, yo, is this kid from 1190? I said, Shari, don't call me with this shit right now. <laughs> Dave East. I don't want to hear about this, bro. I, I do not want to hear about no rapper from 1199. The East Side it was Shari's old hood on the mm -hmm, East Side. So mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to hear about that, yo. And she was like, nah, I'm telling you, nice. He running around. So I was like, cool. So with the Nas relationship kind of like burgeoning, I'm like, all right, this might be cool. And then I just got to a point like a year later. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm listening to it's like it was a hate me now. I was like, this mm -hmm. shit is crazy. So now I'm in the studio with like Kiss and Fab yeah. and Jeezy and all these kids, and everybody's listening to it. I'm like, this shit is crazy. I was like, <laughs> I was ignoring this kid for like three years. <laughs> I just reached out to him and said, Wayne, what you want to do? He said, No, we're not doing no deal. So don't call me. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I said, Wayne, no, this is me, bro. He's like, Yeah, yeah, it's cool, but no. <laughs> so that started like in Wayne, January. Yeah. So we just went through the whole thing. I begged him for like six months. I was like, bro, the more, I don't know, the more people tell me more, the more I fantasize about it. So I started fantasizing and fantasizing and fantasizing. And then he was just like, I just I was like, look, man, I went back to the chairman of Def Jam. I said, look, man, this guy's the most important rapper, not in New York City, that's going to be in hip hop for the next 10 years. So look, I don't got time for this. Don't embarrass me. He's like, I, I like them. He was cool. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't embarrass me. I need to go back with something he can't refuse. He said, take back a blank check. So I flew to L.A. I got him to play. <laughs> flew to L.A. I was so hype. I got him to play. Flew to L.A. And I went to Mount Wayne. I'm like, Wayne. He's like, no. He told me no. Respectfully. He told me no like 10 times. I sat down. I'm like, yo, bro, what is it going to take? He said, I don't know, man. We just, we trying to work our way to get to this. I was like, look, what if I just say that and we just leave it like that and he was like let me have a day to think about it <laughs> and we flew back to new york and he's like you know i'm gonna take you up on that i was like oh word nah that's dope then we had the meal i was like all right man i'm gonna have you meet with no id we called nas we got with nas started doing all kinds of crazy shit and that's kind of like the short form yeah. version of it but it took like eight months to do and i got one i'm like look man y'all can't fuck this up like the this is not in your favor it looks like it's in your favor, but it's yeah. not in your favor. They don't like New York rappers. Yeah. And they don't like rappers. They want they want singing, songy, rap, Yo, drug music. I was saying this to somebody recently. Are you saying Def Jam? Not even, Are no. you saying like the business? Just I'm talking the overall context of youth consumers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't want mm -hmm. that right now. They're not really into that. So it was like, we got a steep hill to climb. And it was like, it don't matter. We're going to do it. If you believe, we believe. It was like, all right, I'm going to give you everything you need to do it. Mm -hmm. it. When you wrote the blank check to L.A., did they put you first class? <laughs> no. I was in the back of the fucking plane, last row, in the middle, where the seat don't recline. Stand up. It was on jet, but I remember I was so mad. Were you like, I have a blank check. Yeah. I have a blank check. Possession, and they are putting No me, one can upgrade me here. Yeah. They don't have wow. money to put me in first class. Wow. Yeah, no. I, I don't be off that. I, I, I don't even like people... I don't never want them to put me in first class. I never want them to be like, hey, man, look at your T&E. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we did that T&E is now. serious. <laughs> they do nothing for me. So I fly my own and reimburse it. So I just did it just to get out there. And that's how we put it together. It was like a real, it wasn't even really crazy. And, and then Dave was just like, man, we got put together. And then we, we had to work out some little finite details with like Mass Appeal and but you made it happen. Yeah. It's a great sign, my brother. Yeah. It happened. Good right? sign. Can you guys Thank talk you. about, uh, just quickly before we go, um, any other projects you guys have coming up? I know Freddy versus Jason or Jason versus Freddy. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Freddy I can't wait for Jason. that. I mean, it's supposed to be coming. It's coming out Halloween, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
So it's funny because like they'll Instagram or Fab will Instagram like a calendar, but he'll cover up the dates. It's like, well, clearly, like <laughs> this is gonna. And then you see him in the studio, which is great. Right. Um. You have you have. Oh, uh, I got um. Rose Rose is coming soon. DC Four is coming soon. Wale is coming soon. Um, Rocky Rocky Fresh is coming So everybody's coming So everybody's in the studio Just working Rocky's coming for sure Fetro's coming for sure And then you know You know uh, When's Three Headed Monsters coming Also too With Rose And, and Meek and Wale So that's oh. And Self Made For oh. No no Not, not a, like an album not oh, a, oh, oh, Like yeah. I mean like, like I, I don't want to start none, yeah. But nah Like those guys are coming And Self Made For Is also coming too Probably like in the beginning Of next year Ooh. When is that Young Leak project coming out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up with Young Leak, man. I, I like to talk to him, see what's Young up, Leak, see what he up Young to. Young Leak was like seventeen back then. Yeah, Young Leak probably yeah. grown men with with kids and a wife. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Young, Leak, Young Leak, <laughs> Young Leak, Young yeah, Leak, next crazy. level, next. Yo, thanks yeah. so much, guys. Nah, man, no doubt. I just want to say to everybody, listen, man. Just it's just important. It's just important to do the research on people that you deal with. You know what I mean? Like learn, learn the game, learn the business. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, just never stop learning. That's what. That's what. That's my. That's my gem. You know what I mean? Major key. Yeah. <laughs> my gem is be ambitious. If you ain't ambitious, be ambitious. Mm-hmm. Real talk. And if you don't know how to be ambitious, learn how to be ambitious. And you know, I I pride myself on creating opportunities, so you got to create them. Can I just say how amazing it is that both you guys are so level-headed, uh, having to work with like so many crazy people? Yeah. <laughs> That's another part of it too, man. Being humble, man. You just gotta like, you know what I mean? Like, you just gotta stay grounded, man. Because like, one thing and one thing you used to tell us too, and Steve would tell you all the time is like one important thing too is they used to tell us like, you know, don't don't create relationships with the artists. You know what I'm saying? When we used to work at at labels, prior labels, and. And that was crazy to me because it's just like, and even for Steve too, it's just like that was crazy for us because like, uh, artists gave both of us opportunity to 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 go to the next level yeah. and to go to another um, label and and have a, a bigger opportunity. So you know what I'm saying? It's like, don't let nobody ever tell you that. Just you know, just not just artists. Everybody talk to everybody. Talk to you know what I'm saying the cameraman. Talk to the janitor. Talk to. The person that cut the checks, talk to everybody in administration, talk to um, the marketing person, the promotion person, the advertising person. Just have relationships with everybody. The the, the brother, the 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 janitor, the brother, the sister of the uh, um, the person that's the president of the company or whatever. Just have relationships with everybody because you just don't know where it'll take you. Yeah, always remember two down south dudes came to New York and snatched two New York guys and put us on. So. Yep. That's how I look at it. That that wasn't by accident. That's yeah. by design. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's from hustling it. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to you guys for this podcast. No, come on now. This is nice. This is going to be on your podcast? This is the podcast. This, this is the podcast. TV. What's that? It's both. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. How's, a, how's a podcast on TV? People watch this. It's, it's levels. It's levels. Yeah. It's for real. You it's levels to this. Episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the 4K cameras, I like that. Who's your sponsor, though? I want to hear who your sponsors are. Who are your sponsors? Tell me about your sponsors. Sponsored by Slim White Fitting T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, every every interview that we would do for a long time, like when we would be interviewed by different people, at the end, they'd be like, anybody you want to shout out? We're like, yeah, shout out to Rick Ross, like Mastermind in stores. Go get that right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Nah, thank you, guys, man. Yeah, appreciate no, thanks it. Thanks so much.
Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, if people want to find out more about this podcast, people want to go download hashtag Dave Matthews Bands, where can they go? You can always check out all of our videos at youtube.com slash it's the real. You can also go to fullscreen.com slash it's the real. Check out all of our interviews. You can go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time and check out all of our streamable interviews also on iTunes. We are also on twitter.com slash it's the real. Instagram, it's the real. Snapchat, it's it's the real. And it's the real error because it's the real was taken. People should go to facebook.com slash it's the real and play that Dave Matthews Band's video because it's on there and it's really moving on there. Jeff, this podcast, it's done so well for us for, this is 76 episodes? Yes, lucky 76. Here's what people need to do. They need to get us to 77 by telling all their friends to download and subscribe and comment and rate this podcast. And that starts with us. Yeah, who, I rate it highly. Who do you want to tell about this highly rated podcast? I want to tell John Muru. But that's M-U-R-U. Yes. Okay. He's a longtime fan. He's a great fan. He is a great listener. He is out in the UK. Shout out to him. He'll hear this early. Yes. <laughs> Six hours early. Shout out to him. I would like to shout out our friends, Sean and Maria over at Sideshow Network. Shout out to them for all their hard work. We appreciate everything that they do from the West Coast. Good people, good team. Go check out all their podcasts at the Sideshow Network. We've done this for 76 episodes, 76 weeks. You can always count on new episodes Mondays and Tuesdays. Want to do it one more week? Yeah, let's do it one more week. And then let's do it after that week. Okay. And the week after? Let's see. We'll see you then. Let's see. Yo, one, two, one, two, one, two. It's P-Tone in the building, Big Ghost. And y'all checking out the best of both offices, y'all. Fuck, 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 fuck,